Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What? Today I've got David Michael Powon and he's the co-founder of 304 Clothing. Hi David. Hi mate, how are you doing? Yeah, good mate, good. Looking forward to uh, to having the chat today. Um, should we jump straight in? Do you want to tell everyone a bit about what you do? Okay, yeah, yeah. So my name's David Powell, like you said. Uh, I'm the co-founder and currently like the brand director for 304 Clothing. Um, we're a unisex clothing brand been going for nine and a half years now um and yeah like i said i'm currently the brand director but over the nine and a half years i've pretty much done everything within the business so got a long cv i guess (laughs) so this is really interesting because starting a clothing brand is probably one of the toughest or successful brand one of the toughest things you could do at the moment because there's a lot of competition out there right yeah there's a lot of competition currently that it's quite i saying easy yeah, I, I worry about saying it but it's a lot more accessible i guess to, to start a clothing brand or clothing business should i say um because i think starting like creating a brand probably is, takes quite a while um but actually making a clothing business you can do that relatively quickly these days with all the businesses out there that are set up to help you shopify printful uh you, yeah you can make it quite quickly these days so how did this all come about? You know, where did this begin, the, the idea for 304? Is this something you've always wanted to do, working clothing, or is it something that just came to you one day? Um, no, yeah. I actually went to university and studied architecture. Um, my two business, well, the two other founders, one was um, a PhD student and the other was a physiotherapist. So none of us had any sort of background in fashion or brand building or anything like that. Um, it was probably just through like sort of wanting to carry on creating after university. I was working as a space designer um, and it wasn't really that creative. Um, it's more just like making rooms work well. And I sort of just had that desire to carry on making things. Um, and we had a festival coming up in Manchester called Park Life. Um, mm-hmm. And because we were straight out of university, we didn't have a lot of money. I, I think we just sort of wanted to, yeah make a vest we, we all made a vest each and tried to make it as cheaply as possible um and then that yeah three or four came from there really oh wow Is, yeah now looking back at it um obviously you went to study architecture do you not regret going to uni but do you wish you jumped into sort of the entrepreneurial world faster or did you rate your time at university and think it's it's been helpful for you um I definitely, I definitely go again. I would, I would definitely not push anyone away from going to university. But I think for me personally, it was more the growing up, the life skills that I actually got from university rather than the, the business sort of knowledge or anything that I transferred over to building 304. Um, but the three years that I was at university, I, I loved it personally. And yeah, I, would, I wouldn't change it if I'm honest. Mm. So then, you know, you guys made these vests and then how did the business go from there? What was the next kind of, oh, actually we've made these, these are quite cool. Should we, should we try this? Is that how it went? Uh, yeah, a little bit, I guess. We, yeah, we, we made three. We had a, a party back at our apartment um, after the actual festival itself and people took them from us essentially without us knowing. So we sort of thought, hold on, what's going on there? People are taking our vests. We saw people wearing them the next day at the festival. And that was the first sort of sign of if people are actually willing to steal them from us, that maybe <laughs> there's a bit of there's a bit of um desire for, and like sort of demand for these kind of vests at the time. Yeah. So 
we just started making them for friends uh, through Facebook store back then. There wasn't such, I don't think Shopify was even around then. So yeah, we started making them, selling them through Facebook. And I, I think that probably continued for about two years where we were all employed still in our, in our day job, so to speak. And we were doing that in the evenings, like most bedroom brands, I guess. How does it work then? How does this industry work? Because like you, you mentioned, there are a lot of different companies that can help support someone uh, when they're making a clothing brand. But how's it worked for you? And what kind of things have you Shopify, you mentioned, uh, you know, how's it worked with manufacturers? Could you break that all down for us? Um, yeah, I guess so. So in terms of how you, you find them, do you mean, or just what like elements of the business yeah, are there. How, how does the industry work uh, as a whole you know once you've decided to to start a clothing brand what do you actually need to do to get it off the ground um oh god a uh, big question um you you obviously need a good product i guess um you need a website a functioning website um i think these days you would definitely need uh enough budget to actually spend on marketing um when we started nine and a half years ago, organic reach on the internet through Google, Facebook, Instagram, SEO, all that sort of stuff was was pretty much free. Um, as long as you sort of knew what you were doing or you were willing to test and learn a little bit. But these days, everything comes with a cost. So you definitely need a uh, budget to, to spend to, to get your brand out in front of people. Um, but I think those are the sort of, yeah, I'd probably say marketing spend, a good product and a website, everything else you probably could outsource really in terms of your distribution, customer service, um, designing, all that sort of stuff. You could, you can use on a brands that are using like Upwork or Fiverr where they're, they're building like 10 million pound businesses and they're, they're pretty much just doing the most of it on their own and then subbing bits and bobs out. But we're a little bit different, I guess. We've got a team of 11 people here and we do pretty much everything in-house. Um, which I guess I could go on to if you want to know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd love to know, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, okay. So I, one of the reasons why we started the brand was, like I said at the beginning, we didn't really plan to make a clothing business. It was more, we just wanted to create a, an environment where myself, my friends could all work together um, build a team of staff that all felt like a bunch of friends and our customers felt like an extension of our friendship group. And that was it, really. So we we never really planned to have a business where it was all about maybe profit maximizing. Oh, you don't need a full time member of staff to do that. Well, actually, could we? We've just made the decision to hire a multifaceted person that could do loads of different things because they're part of the bigger team, and that's what we like. Um, so yeah, that's what we sort of built, to be honest. Um, would it be fair to say this is an e-commerce business? Would you put it under that kind of title now? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah. Th this is a really interesting kind of industry that's only sprung up in the last probably five to 10 years. In the last five years, people have really started to take off and e-commerce has grown massively. But for people of a younger generation thinking, you know, what, what they want to do, how can you begin to sort of get into e-commerce? What kind of skills should be you be learning um, if you're going to apply for a job for, say, at 304? Uh, to apply for a job at 304? I yeah, think, you know, what kind of skill sets are really going to be crucial for anyone working in e-commerce? I know it's a brand topic, but there are some that, are, you know, you definitely need to have. I think, to be honest with you, the, the main thing for us is just willing to work in a, in a team collaboratively and 
just willing to work hard if I'm honest with you because e-commerce it never it never stops it's not a I mean you can have a nine to five job but the website never turns off so there's always things to do there's always customers asking for things there's always things you can do to push the, the business on or your area within the business so just the, the willingness to get stuck in to be honest with you um d- degrees and sort of cvs isn't necessarily something we hire on we uh, we definitely have a process where we get people in for two or three interviews and we have a good sort of chat with them and sort of see how they would work in the, the wider sort of structure of the business how they get on with the team and wh- whether they've got that sort of design to work hard and push and sort of progress themselves as much as we want to push the brand on we want our staff to try and push themselves on and forward their career yeah so that's interesting you mentioned two things there university and cvs so you said university you're not particularly worried if someone hasn't gone to university as long as they can you know push on and, and work hard and prove themselves and then cvs it's not something that you're too fussed about like how would somebody approach you guys yeah, no, I won't, not particularly. I think, obviously, if you do go to university, it's it's good that you've you've gone through that process and you've understood the sort of discipline and the educational side of things to, to stick to a structure, which is definitely good. Um, CVs, I mean, they're all pretty similar, aren't they? So it's, it is very difficult to make yourself stand out with a two or three page PDF. So it is all about that sort of how you come across whether it be on a Zoom call or in person and making them sort of first impressions. Um, yeah. Um, I think what, that... what about sort of online portfolios? Because we've been talking about this quite a lot, actually, uh, and personal brands and things like that. If somebody's got somewhere where they can showcase their work, let's take the, the part of the business you work in, the you know the brand and the, and the marketing side. If somebody's yeah. got a social media account and they say, look, I grew it to this, or look, I've done that, that's far more impressive than an A4 piece of paper, right? Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. I think growing either a personal brand or creating a... A digital portfolio it shows sort of again that sort of you put in a lot of time and effort it's all pre-thought out it's it's a good sort of example of what you would do within the business so well, this is this is how i presented myself really slick it's nice it's it's thinking outside of the box you're going to translate that thinking into the business which is good for the business so yeah it's, it's definitely something i'd recommend and what kind of personality traits do you think somebody needs to, to really succeed in e-commerce? Um, at any level or just... Yeah, just any level, just, just in general, really. Um, I would say resilient, for sure. Um, I think from a personal level, e-commerce, it, there's so many ups and downs, depending, I guess, how much information you know about the business you're working in, in terms of like the sales. You're always sort of working towards growth which is it's quite tough at times so i think that the resilience of understanding that you're going to go through cycles of things being really good and things being a little bit slower and sort of understanding how to get through that um and discipline i guess is one i would recommend or would we definitely look at um being able to sort of if you say you're going to do something follow through with it and understand that it's all, the, it's all the little things that you say you're going to do that sort of add up at the end of the year. So we're a big advocate for the 1% club that we went three or four, and it's pushing our staff to think of a 1% improvement on their week every week. Mm. Um, so yeah, discipline and resilience, I'd say. Brilliant. 
And how did you move into the role of brand director? And what does that actually involve at 304? Um, as we sort of grew the team out, um, the, the wearing the hat of all areas in the business started to, I'm, well, I learned to have to delegate and let certain aspects go and sort of understand which bits I enjoy the most and which bits I'm probably the best at. Um, and over the nine years, I think focusing on the direction of the brand going forward was probably where I was best suited. And then we have my business partner who sort of is in the, the trenches of the day-to-day, so to speak, of managing the finances and the cash flow and all that sort of stuff. And then we've got our first ever hire um, who sort of runs the sort of what we call like the, the website, the mechanics of it all. So the three between the three of us, one of us is looking at maybe yesterday, one of them is looking at today, and then I'm looking forward. Mm. And as a brand director, what kind of things are you doing? Uh, a brand director, I oversee all the marketing. So you have to sign off all the the week, two weeks marketing plans, um, all the content creation, oversee the actual design, the clothes, the graphics, uh, production. It's still pretty broad for a brand director, I guess. Um, I think we're, we're a pretty small team still, really, where there's 10 or 11 of us. So it's not like we have loads of people below us. So I am still overseeing pretty much everything visual within the business. Mm. And what's been the biggest positive or opportunity you've personally taken out of starting this business? Um, I guess from my point of view, it's just my personal development really as a, in my career that I'm quite a very introverted person. Public speaking is not something I particularly enjoy or leading teams. I've always been quite um, someone who works on their own. So now having to work not only within a team, but sort of leading a team, it's something that if I'd have stayed in my um, chosen career in architecture, that maybe I probably wouldn't have pushed myself as far as I've had to push myself in owning 304 and sort of running it. Yeah, cool. And, and then on the flip side of that, what's something maybe less favorable or negative about, about this whole journey so far? I guess, I guess sort of pushing through all the setbacks that you have um, in building a brand. Um, there's a lot of sort of, there's not that many brand owners actually that sort of maybe say the pitfalls and the real struggles that you go through, but there you could, you could probably name five most days of things that have happened that you have to really sort of push through. So I think the biggest, biggest problem for any business or brand is just managing your cash flow um, mm. especially a stock-based brand or business where obviously like especially in clothing where there's so many skews across so many designs across men's and women's it is it's a really really difficult job to manage your cash flow and your stock levels um, it's a constant headache and how hard was the decision to decide that you know I've, I've got this degree i'm an architect I'm, I'm doing you know what i kind of initially thought to going actually i'm we're going to make the jump here and start this brand was that a really tough decision to make or one that felt quite natural um for me it was quite an easy decision i think to be honest i i did two and a half years working part-time on three or four while doing the architecture and i had a conversation with my dad i'm a massive man city fan season ticket holder Mm-hmm. And I was actually working, seconded into the Man City website. So I was working on the redevelopment of the stadium. Oh, cool. 
and I, yeah, well, yeah, on paper it's cool for me, but I actually wasn't really enjoying it. And I thought, well, I spoke to my dad and was like, if I'm not really enjoying working for Man City as a space designer architect, then I'm probably never going to enjoy it. Yeah. And I think that having that conversation, my dad said, well, yeah, it's probably the case, really. He's a Man City fan as well. So if anyone was going to try and talk me into saying, no, keep going, do it, it was going to be him. And he said, no, no, go. Obviously, three or four is growing. If you want to give it a go, now's the time, really. So for me, it wasn't really a hard choice. But I know for other people, it is a very big uh, sort of decision to to go for it. And it's usually finance-based, isn't it? It mean, mm. you'd have to take a huge drop in wages or obviously change your lifestyle completely to, to start your own business. And I think e-commerce is a really exciting category for anybody that's just either leaving university or maybe leaving school because it's going to be a growing industry. There is so much opportunity online. You know, we mentioned a few things that can help like Shopify and things like that. But if anyone's yeah. listening to this and they're thinking, Do you know, what? I'd love to actually get into e-commerce, whether it be clothing or something else. What is something that they can be doing now to put themselves in a good position when they actually come to apply for jobs? Is there something they can research, something they can learn, just to put themselves in a really good starting position? I guess in terms of starting their own e-commerce business or just wanting to work within an e-commerce business? I think working in an e-commerce business to start with. Um, I would probably just suggest to people to just, just try and find what they actually enjoy doing or what they're passionate about. Um, because I think from my, well, my experience working as a, an architect, which I thought maybe was the next step to go down after studying product design at college, I was never really that passionate about it. I just sort of went down the process of thinking, well, this is probably the, the next thing to do. Whereas now in hindsight, I probably should have looked at characteristics of myself, things I was passionate about, and then sort of really had to sit down and thought, well, where does this sit? within my future career and also if you don't go straight into e-commerce or the particular e-commerce business or brand that you want to be in long term i wouldn't see that's a problem either like use it as an experience to figure out exactly where you want to land where you want to work and who you want to work for mm. and would you still start 304 now knowing everything you do uh someone asked me this actually the other day and i <laughs> My answer, yes, uh, the other day was no. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's a, it's a really tough question. I, when we started three or four, like I said at the beginning, it was we created clothing sort of by chance. We just sort of fell into clothing because it was quite an, an easy thing, cheap thing to sort of us to just start creating. But the the goal for three or four was was sort of just to be around your friends and working together and it was never like oh it needs to be a clothing brand or it, it needed to be three or four that it is today that was never the vision i never saw three or four being what it is today mm. 10 years ago i think you hear the story of gymshark they started as selling supplements and now they're a clothing brand so we're not the only one that sort of sort of fell into that sort of cycle of making clothes but whether i would make clothes now my answer would probably be no just because of how I think saturated it is, how much I just, oh yeah, I'm, I, I wouldn't be convinced to, to make clothing now, but maybe three or four as a brand, I would start if that is 
an answer possible. Yeah, 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 interesting, interesting. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really enjoyed chatting to you. And um, no wish problem. you all the best of luck with the future of 304. Um, and where can people find you, find your company, what you're up to? Um, well, yes, um, you can find 304 Clothing across all the social media channels. It's 304 Clothing. Me personally, I'm on Instagram and LinkedIn, so it's DMP304 or David Michael Powell. Um, and our website's 304clothing.com. It'd be great for you to have a look. Brilliant. Thank you, David. No problem.